Welcome to another episode of the Florida Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us. We talk about the intersection of black culture and soccer. Got a special episode here today. We are working on Columbus Day for a damn good reason. Got your boy here, Grego here. Got your boy here, Coach. What's good, man? What's good, man? Happy Indigenous People's Day, man. Hey, man. Governor is still trying to celebrate Columbus Day, so I don't... Governor and the president. <laughs> Governor and the president. Mind you, Columbus never set foot in this land, but, you know, that's another discussion. But anyway. Oh, well, yeah, man. Uh, we were off last week, had a lot going on. We are back. We did not want to come empty-handed. And, uh, yeah, we actually uh, finally got someone that we've actually been trying to get on for a good while uh, on the show. Uh great dude uh i'm gonna introduce him in just one second of course before we get into that make sure that you subscribe to our show apple podcast google podcast spotify anchor youtube channel ftc utd all that good jazz and um but yeah man um there's a lot of stuff that we missed last week that we're going to get into after on the back half of the show but but yeah let's uh let's get right into it man uh they got our guest this week Number two pick in the 2017 MLS Super Draft, straight out of Arlington, Massachusetts. I don't know if that's by brain trap. I might have to ask him. But uh, but yes, uh, number 12 for the program, number one in your hearts. Stand back for Atlanta United, Mr. Miles Robinson. <laughs> What's up, guys? What is up, man? We're glad you offered yellow card suspension. Glad to have you back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just a, one game off, but I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, they wanted me to get more aggressive, so I said, all right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I did what you told me to do, coach. Like, oh, yeah, no. yeah. oh, yeah. oh, just one foot, not two feet. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, we've been trying to get you on for quite some time. It's been a lot going on on our side, a lot going on on y'all's side. Y'all been in Orlando. Y'all been basically bubbled up like let's let's i guess let's get the 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 first let's give you an icebreaker real quick um because of course like you said we you're from all mass you went to school at syracuse so basically you spent most of your um your childhood or life like up north what was the first thing about atlanta that really caught your attention oh man there's a lot there's a lot that caught my attention that's for sure uh I mean, first of all, it's so humid down here. <laughs> That's one thing. Uh, messing up your fro a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I need to help. <laughs> I don't know, but but yeah, now nah, the the humidity definitely you know took me by surprise. I didn't think it was going to be this humid, but um, I mean, coming up, you know, from up north, up in Boston, I was at Syracuse uh, for college. Um, in reality, there's not that many black people, but in in Atlanta, it's, it's the hub. And I was pretty happy to see all these, you know, beautiful faces down here, you know? Indeed, indeed. I mean, yeah, I, I, I come from North Carolina. Like, it's kind of black up there. But, yeah, you come down here, it's like it's real black. It's yeah, like, no, it's completely different. Coming from Boston is is very different, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was talking, I was having a conversation with a uh, – it might have been the culture chat. Up, and um, we were talking about Boston. It's like, yeah, like, Boston's a – yeah, like people think, you know, because of KG and and uh, and uh, Dennis Johnson, Celtics, like yeah, like, like you think like, hey, it's you know, it's 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 accepting, and you realize you go to Boston, you're like, nah, it's 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 a bit rough. <laughs> yeah, 
did you grow up like a New Englander fan? Like, you know, Boston and Patriots and uh, all that? Yeah, oh, die hard. Oh, die hard, die hard. I, <laughs> I anyone on the team right now, they know I'm a die hard New England, you know, Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox, all of them, die hard. Okay, okay. That's so, all the racist up there, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, when Brady got traded, did your heart sink or were you glad to get Cam up and everything like that? I mean. I, yeah, I was devastated. I was devastated like everyone was, though, you know. But then we got Cam, so I said, okay, I, I like this. I like this. Okay. I mean, you got to think about it. Like, Miles is so young that, like, he was like a baby when, when Brady first got there. Like, that's just, like, yeah. you basically have, like, a whole generation of people who grew up with just one quarterback. That's just yeah. insane. Exactly. Yeah, so, he was there for 20 years, and I'm 23. All right, so you made your transition from New England area. You came down here to the A. Have you, like, embraced the Waffle House culture? I mean, like, <laughs> you all about that? Are you all about lemon pepper wings now and all that? <laughs> I definitely embraced fully in the Atlanta culture, I think, by now. The last, you know, three, three and a half, four years I've been here, uh, uh, yeah. You know, Waffle House was definitely my spot early on the last few years. <laughs> uh, yeah, lemon pepper for sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, Atlanta's definitely, you know, uh, I've definitely embraced it all for sure. All right, so what's your Waffle House order? Are you getting all star special? You know about yeah. heart? Yeah, the all star special. That's pretty much the only thing I get. I don't get any of the bowls or any of that now. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I got to teach you about the Texas cheesesteak, man. Like, like I said, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, you might have to. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, of course, like I so said, you've been here since 2017. Uh, first ever pick at the Atlanta United. Like, tell us about like, just like the the journey just from getting from going from Atlanta to to basically being a stalwart on, on in the 11 with the first team uh, now, like what's been that process been like for you? Yeah. I mean, um, coming from college, I played, you know, two some or uh, two seasons in college. Um, I got drafted when I was 19, you know, second overall or whatever. Um, but then that first season um, we had a great team, um, you know, great coaches, all that. Um, but I didn't play a single minute. Um, and, that, and that's a long year, especially when you don't have a second team. Um, so I'm not getting much games. I, you know, was loaned out to Charleston to play, I think, like five games over the course of a 10-month season. Um, and that's coming from, you know, Syracuse when you're playing all these games. You know, you kind of got some type of hype around yourselves almost. Um, so it was definitely tough that first year not being able to play. But looking back, you know, I definitely learned so much, you know, on the field, but off the field as well. You know, what it takes to be a legitimate uh, professional. Um, you know, learn from all these veterans, you know, that we had on our team. Uh, you know, I got so much stronger mentally that that time. Um, so then I was coming into the second year. Um, the year we eventually end up winning it all. I get some starts in. Uh, I, you know, get one start in the playoffs um, against New York City. Um, FC. I remember that. Um, and then I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I got some confidence after the, you know, the ring and all that. After winning it all, it just built my confidence up even more, seeing what it takes to be on a team um, that is the best in this league, you know. So what, I, so what? So what changed um, between that season and then last year when you uh, basically became the starter next to uh, LGP? 
Um, I mean, obviously what changed was, you know, a head coaching change, um, maybe a different mindset between in with the elite or, you know, the higher ups within the club um, saying they want to give me a, a better chance um, on the field. Um, but maybe it, it could be also a mindset change. It could be, you know, this is my third year. This is my last year guaranteed on my contract. Mm. Um, how am I going to do it? What am I going to do? Uh, coming in, you know, playing for a new coach that preseason, you really have the opportunity uh, to show a coach that hasn't seen any of you guys play uh, how I can play before. Um, and that's what I tried to do. Um, yeah, just, you know, work hard in training. And I got that opportunity to start and I uh, tried to roll with it. Yeah, a lot of people definitely have a lot, many different opinions about Frank DeBoer, but I think one of the things that I can say without question that he got right was just giving you the opportunity, and I think you you definitely stepped up and and made the most out of it, you know, regardless of everything that's kind of happened this year, um, you know, when you have been healthy, it's been it's been great. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I, let's uh, – I will but, say that the one thing I noticed, Miles, is like like you said, those opportunity, the opportunity was given to you as far as like the playing time and more times on the field. And it was like a, a good trajectory to see, like I can tell like your confidence definitely started mm-hmm. to progress each game as you uh, went on, but not so much so that, you know, you got your national team recognition recognition as well too. Can you speak about like now that like things are starting to shift for you as far as like, Oh, people knowing you is like, you're now looked upon as like, you know, a central part of Elaine Knight's defense now and everything. How's that shift in confidence for you? Yeah, I mean, especially coming off as a center back and, you know, while when you're young, I think a confidence is a is a big aspect of your game. Um, I think the, the more confidence you have to go out there and actually prove what you can do, um, the better your performances are going to be. Um, and I think the first few years, of me here, I don't, I definitely didn't have um, great confidence, um, but that comes for, you know, you get your confidence from playing games, you know, from, um, you know, training every day. And once I finally got some games, I could get that confidence. And then the national team appearance, um, appearances got, you know, made my confidence even skyrocket from there. So um, yeah, confidence is a major part and I'm, I'm happy and grateful for all of that. I, I have been, I have to follow a question with this. Like we talked about it in a previous episode as far as like the national team. And I know a lot of the guys who are making waves of some of the guys you played with in the past, whatever. Do you think what's percolating right now with the national team, like this might be something special as far as all the, the talented players that are within your cohort? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, if you look at all the young players that haven't, you know, proved themselves already at some of the highest levels in the world, um, you have to have faith um, in, you know, the national team in the future. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys already know all the big names, but these guys are the real deal and they've proved that they're the real deal. Um, and, you know, it's just a matter of when, you know, we can get all those guys back together playing. Um, but I know, I know for a fact these guys are ballers and they're definitely going to show out for their country for sure. Who's the hardest for you to check in practice? Who like on the national team? On yeah. Like, yeah. National, you can go national and then Atlanta. I mean, I mean like when I went to that national team camp, there wasn't like all those guys there. Um, but one person, obviously I hadn't played with him before. Um, 
But Pelissa Christian, I mean, he's way quicker than you'd think, and he's much smoother on the ball than you'd think, too. Um, yeah, he's a real baller, I mean, and he's shown it already, so, yeah. yeah. And then back home in Atlanta, who who's the toughest for you in practice? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to even respond. I don't know. Here you go gas him up. Here you go gas him up. Nah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's all good, man. But no, let's uh, let's get into uh, this season and just you know, obviously there's a, a lot's happened on uh, this season. You know, the board um, got let go back in July. Right now, you're dealing with the uh, interim manager and Stephen Glass. Like, I guess uh, as short of an answer as as you could possibly get. Like, what do you think has gone right, and what do you think is obviously gone wrong. Of course, we had, we lost Joseph early on. We uh, sold uh, Pity off uh, August, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's October, right? Yeah. Um, so like a lot of changes have happened, but like, what do you feel like is, what's been like the, the biggest thing as far as what's gone right and what's gone wrong uh, with the season? Yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, when you look at it, um, in hindsight, like you start off this year and you got COVID, you know, and it's hitting hard and everyone's life's um, immediately changed. Uh, you know, playing three games and before, you know, a three months break and all that, that's definitely tough. Um, I think in, in general, a major, um, something that we all think, like kind of forget about is the fans. Um, the fact that we don't have, you know, 70K cheering us on or 45K um, is definitely a big aspect. Um, but in, in reality, it's about, you know, players, you know, performing. Um, and I think all of us players on our team can say, eh, I don't know if we have, we've had a good season individually and collectively. Um, I think there's been but- like some, 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 some glimpses, like, like the past few games, like it feels like you're, you're getting some things together. It's a matter of, putting that consistently yeah i mean yeah definitely that's for sure um there's there's so many things that can go into it and you know i could be here you know for like five hours to talk about every little thing but um the fact is you know we haven't been getting the results that we wanted um and i think in a lot of games that we deserved but um, at the end of the day this is mls and what matters is how you do in the playoffs and uh I mean, hopefully we can continue to these next few weeks to finish strong and then, you know, head into the playoffs on some high momentum. And I think if that happens, then we have a good shot, you know, performing well in the playoffs. But, um, you know, it's it's up to these next few games, whether, uh, you know, we trend into the playoffs or we fall off. Yeah, like uh, you guys got uh, Inter Miami um, on Wednesday. And, of course, they, they've made some big moves the past few weeks. They got – uh, Blaze Matweedy, they got uh, Gazal Iguain there. She got Federico Iguain as well. So, like, um, of course, I don't want you to give all all the, all the secrets and up, but like, like, what's what's your motivation? You know, going into uh, that game because you're going to going to get some some high quality talent. Yeah, I mean, it's just honestly about us. Like, if if we work hard, if we if we put out you know the performances we know we can, I think we'll be fine in this game, but. Um, that being said, they are a good team, um, and they have a lot of good players, but, uh, I think for us, it's just about focusing on us and our game plan. 
cool. Um, speaking about, you know, all the difficulties y'all been dealing with as far as, you know, during this COVID era, um, and obviously when y'all are down the floor with the bubble and everything, um, and obviously what happened this summer as far as the social justice impact, can you speak to, you know, the efforts that, you know, what's going on with the Black Players Coalition and um, what's going on with MLS? Do you think that attention is fading? Do you think that, you know, there's going to be more efforts? Can you speak about that challenge as well, too, for players within the professional ranks? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously the start of the Black Players uh, for change has been big. Uh you know, I don't know if you guys saw, but there is a, a video that um, was with the NBA players and, mm-hmm. and that was done in the bubble um, when we were there with them. But, um, yeah, obviously this group um, has done so much, so much well already um, for, you know, black people, you know, across the country. They've made um, some small pitches. I don't know if you've seen those that they they just released one in uh, New Jersey. I think it was. Yeah. Um, but it's stuff like this that has to continue to happen uh, for, you know, people to actually continue to talk about it. Um, and it's up for the Black Players for Change to, you know, keep talking about it um, and keep, you know, trying to develop these mini pitches and trying to do all they can to, you know, keep this momentum going. Um, Is Was the Black Players Coalition, was that something that just like, was the idea for that just started this year? Like what, what was, um, what kind of went into the making of uh, of that? Yeah, so I think there's about like 10 um, panel members of the Black Players for Change and uh, the leader is uh, Justin Morrow in Toronto and him and I him and I think a few others had the idea prior to all that's happened with um, George Floyd. Um, But that I think sparked like, you know, the momentum to keep going and uh, to actually create the group. And once the group had their founding members, it was about, you know, organizing pretty much all the black players in the, in the league to try to be a part of this uh, organization. And I think it's worked out well. And the fact that we were all in Orlando, I think the organizational aspects of it all came together. Well, yeah, that, that, I think that was huge because like typically, you know, the, I think we talked about this, like back when it, when the games first got started, like it's not often when you get all everybody all together, all at one time, like it's like, mm-hmm. That never happens because everyone's just traveling all over the place. It's just impossible. But just to have everyone there to make that statement all at one time, uh, that was huge. Of course, I, I got the shirt um, from um, that everybody was wearing in Orlando, and that that was a that was a pretty big thing. Like, what's um, uh, what's next on, on the agenda for for the Black Players for Change? Um, I mean, honestly, there's a lot on the agenda. Um, in terms of you know hiring coaches within the league within the academies that are black um you know continuing the progress with these mini pitches um things like that are is always on the panel um in terms of the panel members they're, they're handling a lot of the legitimate executive work in terms of you know what's next and and all of that but you know it's up to us players uh, who are also a part of the organization to you know spread the word and you know spread the, their ideas I, I gotta talk on that a little bit. We, you know, working with Soccer the Streets here in Atlanta, um, we are working currently uh, with Sean Johnson because he's a hometown player from yeah. Lilburn. So we're working with his people along with Musco and United Soccer Foundation as far as uh, one of those mini pitches here in the, the Atlanta metro area. Technically, mm-hmm. Atlanta, but you know, mm-hmm. the suburbs of, of yeah, yeah, 
yeah, those pitches are definitely great. Yeah. Sometimes I swear they're they're locked, and I'm like, I don't know if they, these pitches should be locked. <laughs> <laughs> No, this guy's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's it's it's, it's definitely a, a good movement, and obviously we we've been watching very closely as far as just like how they've grown just in a short amount of time, and I'm hoping that you know everything continues to um, to move forward, and because there's definitely a lot, especially within American pro soccer, that can definitely be better as far as black players, black coaches, and and obviously for the kids as well because of course the cycle keeps going so um uh, but yeah man um see, I, I know you're short for time so let's uh i want to get into some some fan questions for our man um uh, miles robinson uh let's uh get up in this real quick got one from where'd it go yeah um so this is from jared hayes is there any uh, player input uh, to a coach's coach's coaching search? If so, is there a fight for a black coach to lead the team? Going right into what we were just talking about. Yeah, like, do I have a voice in all that? Uh, you might, you might, you might have the juice, man. You're like, we don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have the juice. What's <laughs> yet. Maybe, maybe one day I'll have the juice. But personally, right now, you know, after my you know second season actually starting, I don't think I have the hey, juice. Hey, at, at, at this point, because like it just hit me a couple days ago, like there weren't a lot of guys left. Not even just from three yeah. years ago, just like two years ago. It's like, yeah, like it's it's almost mm-hmm. it's, it's almost a new team. Like you're one of the Nets already. For sure. Yeah. No, there's only like five or four yeah. players from the first season mm-hmm. like me jeff alec and joseph and brad yep. and brad wasn't there for the first like you can cut out anton so yeah that's about it how's it been like pairing up with him because of course like i think uh back during that first season he was playing mostly at uh right back but uh, like in the Lately, he's been pairing more with you, like in, uh, in the middle of center back. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he's always been a great player. Um, when he was here playing under Tata, he was playing great as a right back. And now um, he's kind of shifted into a right center back. Um, but, yeah, we've always been boys and we've always been confident playing together. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Let's see what else we got here. Um this ties right back into what we're just talking about. This is from Kara Sims. Uh, the, ch- the team has changed so much over the past two years from coach staff to players. What would you say the fans um, – let me start reading this right. What would you tell the fans are the aspects he sees in the program that are examples of the good old Atlanta United that we, that we know and love? Hopefully you understood that question. Hopefully. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, yeah. It's about, you know, trying to – create that attacking soccer that's super, you know, enjoyable to watch and super exciting. Um, that'll make, you know, all of our fans cheer constantly throughout the game, you know, standing uh, 90 minutes. Uh, that's the type of soccer we've always tried to, you know, play. And um, obviously the fact that there's no fans in the stadium, it, it can hurt us, you know. Um, but hopefully by the time there's fans in the stadium, we're going to, you know, be that high pace, high, you know, attacking team that everyone loves to see put, you know, big numbers on teams. So I, I guess it's, it's safe to say that October 24th, y'all will be excited that, you know, fans are back in the stands basically 
Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even realize that was happening until like a few days ago. But yeah, I'm definitely excited for that. Oh, as long as it's safe. I mean, you no, know, no, yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not comfortable enough yet. But hey, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will see you next year. Not out of, hey, you know, I, I love you, man. But yeah, we I'll see you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we say if you feel comfortable, you know, definitely come out. But I don't know. You never know these days. But I don't have the president's immunity. You know. Oh man, special special aid. <laughs> we missed so much in the past. We got to get into that that one too. But uh, let's uh, let's get into some more stuff. Um, as a professional athlete, what what qualities do you look for in a uh, manager or coach? Uh, yeah, no, just, you know, obviously a nice guy, um, that can definitely motivate his team, uh, to play for him, uh, you know, definitely get the best out of his players. That those are definitely some qualities I definitely, um, like to see in a coach. Cool. And hey, your- unless you're DC United, you might have a female that you might be impressed with. Could happen. Yeah. Could happen. I haven't heard anything about that, but. Yeah, there's a rumor going around about Jill Ellis. For DC, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I haven't heard anything, but no, it's it's, it's uh, definitely go out going out there in the streets, and you know, um, of course, we haven't really heard anything as far as what United's looking for. Like I said, but we're looking forward to, you know, you know what the next step is for the team. Um, who was your um uh, boyhood club? Who did you grow up while following? Oh, like my my team that I used yeah. to watch. I mean, I, I used to love players. I loved uh, Vincent Company. And, and when Yaya Torre were at Man City, I loved that Man City team. Um, and, and then, <laughs> and then both, oh, are you Man U? You like Man U? Oh, you don't. Uh, hold on. Don't. Hey, it's I, just. I, I, I didn't have a scar. I didn't have a scar. Man, it's like, <laughs> I, I really, I, you know, you about your early 20s, right? You're like, yeah, yeah. I, the early so 20s. It kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. The early 20s, because, like, you're the age of a lot of players that I've coached, they mm-hmm. saw City as, like, a, you know, really yeah. strong team. Whereas, you know, I'm, I got some years on you, whereas, like, City is always was like, like, what? Gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, what yeah, you, you're, you're going against, you know, a couple of <laughs> fans here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, no, like, like. Let me ask you, because I asked this question, like, to most of the players that, that we've had on the show. Like, when you watch games, like, from overseas, Europe, Mexico, South America, whatever, like, is it – are you able to watch as a fan or is it more so, like, as, it, like, you're actually, like, analyzing, like, sci- like, like hey, like, I can, tr- I can take this, I can try that. Like, how are you watching as, as a – when you watch games? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I've always just been fans of, like, players – so I'll, I'll definitely be fans of players and just like cheering on players. Um, but yeah, but always, you know, you're watching as you get older, you watch and you're like, what formation they're in? Um, how are they pressing? Um, what do they like to do with the ball when they have it? Stuff like that, um, that I'll be watching for. But um, and I, yeah, and I always just watch to watch because I enjoy, it, you know, stuff like that. So. So you said Vincent Company is one of your favorites. Uh, are you trying to be a player coach like him one day? <laughs> I don't know if I got that in my bag, honestly. Like, the whole coaching, I'm not sure if I got that, but maybe one day, but we'll see. You got to start at some type of youth stage at least. He's, he's starting <laughs> professional right now. Like, he's like, one thing at a time, bro. Let me just get to his contract. 
<laughs> is coaching something you eventually want to get into? You know, post- uh, right now it probably isn't, but that's me talking at you know twenty three years old. Obviously, plenty of things can change, but um, I don't know. But I think like coaching little kids at like you know after school programs, I think that's the best. That's like the funnest age group. You know, when they're hey, so young and just have like I got, I got a couple vacancies at sock in the streets, bro. We might need you. <laughs> bro, hit me up. I'm always trying to do something like that. It's a bet. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Now, um, I'll be remiss if, if we didn't at least try this with you. Of course, typically we're on, on our show, we have a thing called Two Up and Two Down where we give shout-outs to things that you like that's going on out in the world right now and two things that you don't like going on in, in the world right now. And, you know, whatever this is, that doesn't have to be soccer-related. It can be something just out here in the streets, whatever it is that, you, that you're going to do. Um, let's see if we can get some Two Up and Two Down from our man, Miles Robinson. It could be anything. It could be FIFA 21. I think I got got a few ups. I think I got a few ups. Cool. What you got? So I'll I'll shout out my family, my parents, like, because three or four days ago, they had their 30th year anniversary, which is pretty crazy. (laughs) Pretty crazy. There you go. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah, barely. But, like, (laughs) It hit my dad. He he was like, "Oh my god, I've been married to my like to my mom for more than he hasn't been in his life." So he's just, <laughs> he's like, well, I don't know. It's that's hitting hard. Uh, that's one up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how about second up? How about like early voting? Register early voting. Oh, yeah, today. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It just started here. Yeah, I saw my neighbors, yeah, I saw my neighbors go out this morning. Yeah, I've seen like uh, like there's but, been like I've seen stuff on Twitter like you know the lines have just been crazy. crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm encouraged to the fact that you know, people out here committed to you know waiting it out because obviously the weather was kind of shitty over the weekend and and we were people weren't sure like how things going to be today, but like it's been the weather's been good. And for those of you who are out there, you know. Just make sure you, if, it, if the line's long, have something to eat, get, grab a chair, just. Wait the process. Like I said, it, it, we all need to get our, our voices out there. So definitely, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, what's up? You got any downs? Let's see what you got. Got any downs? I got. I, I got a happened yesterday that was very sad, and and that was um, that was Dak Prescott. If you saw his injury, yeah, I guess was, I because he he didn't get his his contract that he mm-hmm. wanted. Start of the season. They better pay that man. They better pay yeah. that man. Oh, I feel so bad because he hasn't he hasn't missed a he hadn't missed a league start yeah. uh, in his whole career, and now that happens and it's that super sad. Um, and I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna claim to be anybody's representative, but we know we do have a very talented center back at LA United that, that's in the last year of his contract. So you know <laughs> if if um if it, if United wants to go ahead and sign him. <laughs> Go get that, get that bag. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't thrown a football really. <laughs> no, I, football. Yo, I, I, I heard about the basketball skills. I heard, I heard, you know, I you, can you play play nice. yeah, yeah, I can play back in the I day. Know, I know Tony was reading about it. He's like, oh, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah, you gotta put that in the chat, bro. You gotta put that in the chat. 21, Connor, 21, man. Skull. <laughs> hey, don't let me start with the ball. <laughs> uh, which 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 one of y'all are taking Caruso's spot in the Lakers? That's all I want to know. 
Hey, me. I'm balding like him, so it's obviously me. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Come on. I'll, yeah, I could DM, you know, Jimmy, but no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> chance, no chance. Jimmy. Hold on. I, 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 I read the article in MLS Soccer. Like, who did it say that you could, you, you could probably ball up right, um, in the league right now? It's like, yo, it's like, like, it's not, like I, I saw this, the, the, the highlights up in Massachusetts. Like, you know, it's like, okay, I see you. Ooh, I see okay. you. Okay. I'm curious that. Nah, I don't know. I played basketball and soccer my whole life. And mm-hmm. I always thought it was weird when I saw soccer players traditional soccer players play basketball. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody in the league that you know of that can hoop? Uh, I know Jurgen Klinsmann. Jurgen Klinsmann, like Klinsmann's um, – oh, wait, no. Oh, Jonathan Klinsmann, sorry. <laughs> Jurgen Klinsmann's son, though. Okay. Jonathan, he's like 6'5", he's like and I've seen him ball, and he's a, he's a baller. Yeah, he gets up too. Yeah. Huh. That's the only person I can back, back, like, actually, like, have seen play basketball. Everyone's always talking their game, but, like, I've actually seen him play, and he's pretty good. Cool. Don't tell Lagos, but that's okay. I'm saying, hey, Lagos. <laughs> all right, yeah, see, Lagos will be talking all this, and he, he has no game for sure. <laughs> oh, God. But, no, man, I, 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 we told you we, we get Lagos over the show somehow. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, man, I know you got to run, man. I know you got the, the game on uh, on Wednesday. Of course, it was glad, great to have you on the show, man. Of course, uh, let people know if they don't know already, how can they find you on the socials? Uh, at underscore Miles Robinson underscore. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, but yeah, man. Of course, you know, keep doing your thing. Like I, I heard, you know, the U.S. is about to start playing again next month, so I'm hoping that we see you on the Stars and Stripes next month. But yeah, man, like we you know, as always. Stay blessed, you know, keep up the great work. You know, we're like I said, we're watching. I said, I will see you next year. But you know, you keep doing your thing, stay safe and everything, okay? Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me for sure. This is dope. Thanks for being on this show. is dope for sure. Okay. All right, peace, guys. Thanks to Miles to coming on to the trap and chopping it up with us. Again, I just want to make a quick shout out to uh Skate. Uh she used to be with Elaine that and also with uh, Justin with the media team for getting this done because like so we've been trying to get this done for quite some time you know and just trying to bounce between injuries and COVID and Orlando I'm glad that we were finally able to get this uh, uh, taken out we're going to quick play a quick bill we'll be back on the flip side like I said we got a little bit to catch up on because like I said we were, we were out last week but we will be right Miles for coming on. Yeah, we were we were out last week. A lot of shit happened. Now, thankfully, this past week we had it was just international games and shit, so we didn't really miss too much as far as the league games. But I know last week 
Um, and I wish TK was on because, like, I saw Polistic finally came on and then suddenly Chelsea learned how to win again. I'm not saying it's, it's you know, he's the magic, magic bullet, but hey. Yo, I wish TK was on right now because I had to give him shit about, you know, Tammy Abraham and what Chillwell. They were out going to, they had parties and everything like that during this COVID. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> Ah. You know, because like, and he didn't learn from Mason Greenwood. Like, <laughs> I mean, we can't talk, man, because I, I, I saw the, I saw them UGA games, man. Like, you know, like, do we ever plan on learning shit? I mean, do we? Do we? No. Because no. first of all, <laughs> if, if, if that's twenty percent, did you see how full it was? Twenty yeah. percent. That was like twenty percent. That was not twenty percent. I'm like, you know, you pushing about forty, maybe fifty. You know, you doing it. And like, and people just out here willy nilly talking, wearing no mask. And then the the UGA president was like, you know, ESPN showed us in a bad light because you had the the camera angles and everything. Like, no, your people weren't wearing masks. That's on y'all. Are you surprised, Greg? Are you surprised? No, of course not. All right. It's in Georgia, man. Come on now. <laughs> there's, there's a reason why. Yeah, I'm going to get into it a little bit. Like, there's some place in Georgia. Like, it's, I, I'm basically a to work and to home guy at this point. Like, I've at I've gone, I've gone to the mall twice in the last six months. And, yeah, that's about, like, if it's not to, like, Publix or maybe Walmart, that's about it. And like I, 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 people out here just living too recklessly, way too reckless. That's why I'm still here, man. I ain't going anywhere um, uh, unless you're immune, like our president. But <laughs> oh god! So our, our 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 fearless leader, you got COVID, man. <laughs> oh, 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 well, he won't he won't say if he still has it or not. Because he won't take no damn test. He just said, hey, I'm going to just go ahead and be out here on the road and shit. And not knowing, you know, whether or not he's cured, whether or not he's a little contagious. I'm like, you're an old fat man who, you know, caught COVID from somewhere in the White House. And a spreader event, Rose Garden. <laughs> and, but then you want to be out here talking about Regeneron cured me and, you know, but you won't get tested. I mean, yeah. I, just, I, I hope when I get sick, they have a helicopter to airlift me to the hospital. I hope. God. I mean, it's crazy to me that, you know, you, after all these months of saying, hey, it's, it's no big deal, it's no big deal, you finally catch it. And I just don't understand the, what the messaging is which behind not getting tested and not just basically confirming that, hey, I, I had it, I quarantined uh, for a week and a half, and now I'm good. Like, prove that shit. Wait, that mother, he did not quarantine for a week and a half. That yeah, that's what Allegedly. Allegedly. If you can see us on YouTube, yes, I, I got all the air quotes all, all day for that one. Like, no. Nah. Yeah. And then, like, during the, the vice president fly. We, so, I have this theory now that Pence wears a wig, like because one he did not feel it. He didn't try to like swat swat at it. He just, you know, just 
calmly, you know, like like a mannequin, just like just kept on talking and kept on talking. And it, I was like, it does not move. That's for sure. It does not move. Oh, and like the fact that the fly didn't move it much at all. Like it pretty much landed and stayed in one spot. I feel like I don't know if you saw uh, starting that live this past weekend, but it's like I felt like the like did the fly just get stuck on there? Cause like he, he basically was working for about two minutes trying to get off. <laughs> Grego, I just want to say that I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. In regards to the fly, it reminds me that the Democrats support Antifa this whole time. Bro, did you see so much misdirection going on? <laughs> oh, it's like the annexation of Puerto Rico, man. Like, bro, like, yo, like, and then of course, you know, shout out to your girl. Shout out to the the Kamala. I mean, now she did her little. She did her little. I mean, you know, what I'm saying? they I mean, man, they they politicians. If if you are in a relationship or do you or you have several, you know, black women in your family, you know about at least. 80% of the looks that, that she gave, oh. at least. Did you see Fox News? They tried, like, that's the thing that they were focusing on. It was like, and all her unprofessional, uh, unpresidential, vice presidential looks and head nods and side eyes. Like, that's what we focusing on. Again, this is just like when Obama I mean, and suit. That's what we worried about. Instead of actual policies and decisions that have killed Americans in danger and taking people's you know jobs away and everything. My that. But we worried about the, mm. Mm. but I mean they were all deserved though. So you know, absolutely, absolutely. Like, like I, I know what you're mad at when. The I, want, I want Kamala to look at Boris Johnson and be like, mm. "Yo, you talking about?" <laughs> no, nah, the one was like, mm. <laughs> like and there was one. There's one looking there. I was like, I could just tell because she it was Pence was talking, and it's like she just had like this like internally screaming face. It was like this. this <laughs> I, I really want like if she had like slipped and lost all, you know, presidential decorum as far as like I wish she's like no this motherfucker didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I was waiting. I was hoping if she did that, man, I swear. Yeah, to God. We, yeah, we didn't record last week, so we, like we didn't really get a chance to talk about the the first presidential election, like because that's basically what Biden wanted to do. It's like this bitch here, <laughs> like. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think that uh, that Pence, I think Pence ex- uh, exposed himself as a as a dark member of, of the Sith because with that damn eye, but um. The yeah, whole man. Like, when I first when it first started happening, I was like, oh, what is wrong with his eye? Oh, he got some doo-doo in his eye. Ugh. <laughs> he got some doo-doo in his eye. Got that ooh wee. Got yep. that ooh wee. Like, yep. like he just tried to play it off. I was like, okay, I, I see you, champ. But um there was one thing that I want to get on to from last week uh, that we did miss uh out in San Diego. Um there was an incident um, down in the USL Championship. Uh, San Diego Loyal, that's the team that Landon Donovan both owns and coaches. Uh, there was an incident um, against uh, Phoenix Rising uh, aboard Lagos' um, team, uh, basically where a member of their team uh, shouted out a gay slur to a player on San Diego who actually is openly gay, Colin Martin. And, um, and Landon Donovan basically – 
he did what we wish so many people would do and just said, you know, fuck it, we out. And I, I say, if it's not one of my ups, but it deserves to be an up. And good on him. Good on him for, you know, calling out that bullshit because the, the Phoenix coach was just that the way he handled it's like, hey, it's just it's just it's just soccer, man. Like, you know, what is one in? I'm like, no, no. Like, if you were actively trying to eradicate that type of behavior from the game, you don't tolerate that shit. It's just simple as that. Nah, it's complete bullshit. And like, um, you know, definitely props to land the squad to um you know, making moves to when something is not right uh, within the game. You know, it's, it's too many times we've seen that as far as, you know, when it goes to race stuff, as far as what happens in the game, too many times you see, like, if one player were to walk off and you see all the players ushering and say, no, no, come back, come back, and no, nah, let's finish it out. We didn't see that in this type of scenario. And so props to the San Diego squad for doing that. Um, it means a I mean, we got to stand up and get that shit out of the game. Uh, same thing where, you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of our, you know, Central South American brothers and sisters still yelling something when a goal kick happens. That yeah. shit has to be taken out of the game too. Um, I've been said that. There's no room for that every time a goal kick is taken that people are still saying. And then I hear so many people say, oh, it's a part of the game. No, nah, that's right. bullshit. That is complete bullshit. There's no place for that within our game. And, like, Seriously, y'all, y'all need to upgrade your your software. Like, good God! Like, if you're still talking about, oh, that's a part of the game, then what? I, I'm sorry, but your game is outdated and it's trash. So there's no place for that. Um, so props to San Diego squad for standing up and speaking out to and landing for you know supporting his player. And I hope that you know other teams and players are are. Um, you know, we'll follow suit when they see something going wrong that's not right on the field with that. I mean, absolutely. I mean, um, the homophobic stuff has got to go. Got to go. All of it has to go. Homophobic, obviously, racial shit. Like, you know, it's just like how we talk about, like, like back throughout most episodes. Like, it, you know, there's clearly a lot of people who who never learned your mama jokes, and you know, you. Like you, you don't have that, so you just go basically straight to race, we'll go this way, or sexuality this way. Like, which one we gonna do? And yeah, that shit just no. Like, if you want to talk your shit and do that trash talk, there's actually a lot of shit out there that that you can do that doesn't doesn't address race, sexuality, you know, religion, none of that shit. So definitely good on um, Landon Donovan for taking up for his team, taking up for his player. Um, we did, we did miss, uh, the Champions League draw. I'm not liking United's draw at all. You know, we got PSG, uh, RB Leipzig and, um, I forgot this team in Turkey. Like I know they play like, um, Basic year, something like that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, the, uh, the group that I'm actually curious about the most is actually uh group G's got Vences, Barcelona, yeah, because of course we get not only do we get Messi and Ronaldo, you get McKinney and Dest. Do That's we know if Champions League, if all matches are gonna be played behind closed doors? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I would I would presume so, just just to kind of keep things level, because you know, granted, Europe's doing a lot better than we are. Um, I would say at best it might be kept real minimal 
But um, yeah, I think it would make sense if, like, just given just the general the general size of the Champions League, it actually makes more sense for them just going just keep things empty for now, and you know, hopefully, like during the knockout stages, they're in a, they're in a place where they can begin to have fans in, and hopefully by the final, say, hey, was, we're back, we're back to life. It was interesting this past weekend. I fell asleep watching the France or school match, but uh. <laughs> You know, they actually have fans in the supporter section. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And which I found interesting. Um, what game was I watching where they also had – I think it was uh, – it might have been the England game. I'm not sure. But, um, like, it, it, it's so weird because, like, it's, I feel like here, when we see those games here, I think some of us get jealous. Like, okay, well, if they got fans, how come we can't have fans? And I'm like, no, because we're fucking, we're fucking up. That's why. I'm like, you can't <laughs> – Idiots here. The yeah. fact that, like people are getting mad that people are wearing masks in public. Like that's an actual thing. <laughs> that's an actual thing in our country. That's 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 where we are in this country, and it's and it's nuts. Um, but yeah, like we said um, uh, back during the interview with Miles um, here in Georgia, early voting has started. I know, ten, I think Tennessee is about to start. Virginia's already started. Um, for those of you out there. Who are looking hey, to vote? Hey, hoping all of you are looking to vote. Hey, show out, man! Seriously, we gotta support our brother. Get damn Graham out. Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah, because he didn't show up for like the the damn the, the band. Like Graham's a joke anyway. But um, but yeah, um, no new update on FTCUTD.myshopify.com. Of course, get your name sets. It's probably the best time right now to go ahead and get them because I I've, um I will tell you why just a minute and two up and two down. But yes. Hats, name sets, shirts. It's about to be hoodie season, so I'm probably going to get the hoodies back out. Uh, as you can see, I, I've changed up my motif um, with a bunch of um, scarves that I collected over the, over the years and everything. Shout out to Black City Mafia, Black Fires. Uh, Fires got, uh, yeah. Got a. Uh, Got the hey. San Amigos behind me. Got the Jeezy scarf behind me. Shout out to uh, Crown and Skull. I just got this one uh, the other day. Uh, it's got the coordinates of the Gulch. Like we said during the Miles interview, I probably won't see them until next year. So, yeah, I don't know what has, what's going to happen with the Gulch, but at the very least, Crown and Skull, uh, give them a follow. I know they have like an Atlanta Chiefs scarf out on pre-sale right now. So, give that a shout. And also, shout out to uh, TSG out in LAFC. But uh, let's go ahead and um, get up in uh, two up to down. What you got, Tony? All right. So uh, I'm going to do one down, three ups. Start with a down. It's quite serious. There's only one episode left of Lovecraft Country, y'all. <laughs> I need to catch up. I, I I think I missed the one on Sunday because, no, Lakers. But, but no, yeah. I- I don't know if y'all saw the last episode last week, but With that the girl, episode, the girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobos, I had nightmares. Not even lying, I'm Jigga Bobos had. I they gave me nightmares, and like if y'all don't watch the show, please do. But knowing that, you might want to go watch those YouTubes where they break down. There's layers to Lovecraft Country, and that's what I love about it, and the fact that like before even got to this episode, you know, the last episode where they were, it was centered around Emmett Till's death. You knew that was Emmett Till in previous episodes when they were referencing stuff, even when they were playing the Ouija board. And they were like, are you going to have a good time when you go down to 
the South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ouija board said no. Um, so like that's the stuff that's like layers to that thing, man. Anyway, uh, so sad. It's been my favorite show lately. Also, the boys. I don't know if y'all been watching the boys. The season finale ended. So, oh man, you know I this. Need, yeah, I haven't watched that, and I need to. Programming that's ending, but what I'm glad to see is coming down the pipeline. October 30th, Mandalorian's back on, so I'll be. Yes, sir. I'll be. Uh, uh, Greg, I'll be using the Disney Plus for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> Um, how come I can't log in? So you keep it positive. All right. Um, I, I guess I gotta go with my us now. Um, you know, just right before we started recording uh, today, got that alert that uh, Jill Ellis is actually a candidate for uh, DC United, and we've talked about it in previous episodes, and especially in one of our previous episodes. That we had Andrew Busamante and uh, Lee Jakes. Um, we talked about the aspect that like soccer should definitely be one of the sports at the forefront where you're having female coaches lead male athletes. Um, I think we're way behind the ball on that as far as um, that goes. And to see that Jill Ellis is being considered for, or the rumor at least, that she's being considered for the DC United, um, hopefully. I don't know if that's a good fit. We don't know. I, obviously, I'm not a player on that team, and I don't work in the office there or whatever, but I just like the fact that she's being considered for that job. And, and I, I think just the fact that uh, Ben Olsen finally got let go. Because, like, <laughs> like, that's been, like, a running joke for, like, a long time. Not damn near. You know, it's like. And, that, and that's the thing about it is that, you know, you do have a guy that's, that's – basically spent the last 23, almost 25 years with one team. And, you know, whether it be a player, assistant, head coach, and he's still going to be working for them as well, too. Which is, which is a, a, a bit of a flex on his end because he basically had it worked out in this deal to where if he got fired, he was still in a, with a job with the team, which in this cold environment actually is pretty genius. All things considered, but, I think just the fact that that's finally ending and, you know, like who knows like what the next step is going to be for uh, DC United because they were so synonymous with Ben Olsen for so long. And yep. it's like, what direction do you really go now? So that, that's going to be a very interesting um, off season story. Yeah. Um, kind of in a similar uh, arena, I would say. Uh, Shouts out to the NBA and WNBA. Uh, first off, no positive tests within the bubbles, and shouts out to Seattle Storm for winning WNBA. Sue Bird, Brianna like I mean, Brianna Sue, um, they were balling. I watched some of that series; they were killing it. Like Sue Bird, killing it. Like she still got in her bag. Like yeah, and Brianna Sue, she's just a beast. Nobody can handle her right now. So. Um, Shouts out to Seattle Storm. And then, of course, last night, Lakers tying the Celtics for most NBA championships for franchises. I think it was, what, 17, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up a Lakers fan because I was a Magic Johnson fan growing up. But uh, shouts out to them. And then, I mean, more importantly, that, like I said, they they mastered the bubble. I wish yeah. we as a country could follow suit. <laughs> um, 
But then also, if you watched um, Commissioner, um, oh, Jesus, this is why I can't remember his name. Silver? Yes, Adam Silver. What he said uh, at the beginning of the war presentation last night, before even talking about the war, he started talking about, you know, social justice. And, like, that's where you see the difference between the NBA and any other league. That's at the forefront of what he brought up. And so, shouts out to them on that. Um, and then my last one, my eight-town boy, supporting the home team tonight. First game for the Atlanta Braves and the NLCS. We're going for that, baby. We're going for that. We might have a sorry-ass football team right now, you know. <laughs> Everybody getting fired here, man. Everybody getting fired. <laughs> so, I got to support the Braves. They're looking good. I know the Dodgers is a higher level of what we've been playing against, but you know what? The Braves are fun to watch. They are fun to watch. And, and that's they, saying something when it comes to baseball these days. And I kind of about us. the Padres because I like to tease. I like Machado. I like what they're doing out there. They having fun. It's been great to see two teams that have fun playing against each other. But Dodgers are just stacked. So um, excited to see the Braves. Fingers crossed. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, uh, a quick thing on um, on um, Seattle because uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Seattle played uh, Minnesota last night on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Russell Wilson was um, like his when he was like his gear, like he was wearing a Sue Bird jersey, like go, um, going into the stadium and everything, you know. And he's talking about, of course, he had a fourth quarter comeback. He's like, I'm, I'm getting my Sue Bird on. I'm like, you know, it's, it's great to see, you know, the men recognize the women, you know, and, and what and what they're doing again. Hopefully, you know, even though most everybody should still be in a in a damn bubble, but that's another story. But at least Hopefully, with this, women's sports has been given a greater platform that can they can use to grow, whether it be WNBA, NWSL, all the, all that jazz. Also, I, I, um, I know you didn't mention it um, in your two ups, two downs. But, um, shout out to um, uh, your, uh, your wife, uh, Kristen Press, and Tobin Heath, top sellers um, at May United um, jersey sales. Like, yo. That's actually pretty dope. No, and and then shout out to also that you know this past week I watched some of the uh, the uh, women's super league, Chelsea versus uh, Man City, mm. and um, that was a good match. I, I liked seeing some of the women's game on you know national broadcasts like that. So hopefully that continues to go. I mean the 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 women's super league is now looking strong they got a lot of our talent over there and it's good to see like you said may night women's players are out selling the, the men's side um and this is actually significant i mean like some people might have some little you know tongue-in-cheek comments about that because but at the same time you know on the men's side you do have rashford and martial and Bogler, and, yeah and bruno fernandez i mean like you have marquee names um, so on the men's side, so just to match that on the women's side, you got marquee names as well too. It is mm-hmm. that cool to see Heathen Press getting that process they deserve. There, were, there was one thing from last week that we that that we missed because uh, down in Spain, um, Real Madrid women finally had their first game against uh, Barcelona. Of course, it would be against Barcelona. They got smoked, and you keep on saying this until you start, you know, until you start buying. Lynn Williams and Crystal Dunn and bringing them out to Spain, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little weak for a while. So go ahead and and, uh, and you can't be just an average Real Madrid just because it's a women's tonight. You gotta be 
Real Madrid, period. So drop that cash. Oh, but, uh, I might have continue about Sue Bird and everything. I actually, like, you know, I got the IG alert that she was going live or something like that. And this was like the day after they had won. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing what she was doing. She was showing her shoe game. And her shoe game. It's tough. Great. It's tough. It's tough. Because mm-hmm. she actually, she I think she plays mostly in Kyrie Irvin's. And so she had like all these player exclusives, limited release Kyrie's and everything like that. So she got a mean shoe game. Shouts out to Sue Bird on that. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, a lot of big stuff happened for me the past week and a half. And let's walk this through. We've been talking about it. I've, I've been talking about it like the past five months. I was out of work, went back to work. But I never got my damn unemployment from the state of Georgia. And of course, through this pandemic, I was there was extra pandemic relief money that came on top of that. That finally came in a week ago, we had a little over a week ago. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Kimberly with the commissioner's office with the Department of La- Department of Labor for finally getting me straight. Cause yeah, basically I I had one of those claims that were just basically sitting out there. If nobody looked at it, it would have never got fixed. And so I definitely appreciate her. And also this lady, uh, Sabrina Hogan, who really is a reason why this all this shit all got fixed. If you um if you are still in if you're here in Georgia and you still need help getting your claims straight, then you've been waiting a good three, four, five months like I was. Hit her up on Twitter. She's at Sabrina Hogan. She's you. You can see her because she's marked as feisty heifer, like the cow. Yes, yeah. But um, but yeah, she gets shit done. So definitely a big thank you for her. And because of that, I am finally mobile again. I am on the road. I am driving. I I I went down to the coach's crib uh, over the weekend. You know, he didn't know it, but uh, you know, I had to, I had to drop something off. Hey, he didn't call before he came. That's the reason why. <laughs> Hey, I don't break the rules, man. I don't break the rules. So, but yeah, I, I had to drop off uh, a little gift for him and everything. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I'm finally back up running. That that helps me out. That helps, you know, you guys out. Um, that that buy merch so I can that way I, I can get back and forth and pick up shit. Um, you know, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's. I've I definitely found myself just driving around just because, <laughs> and uh, but. Uh, but yeah, that that's it's good to finally have that chapter resolved, and um, yeah, um, I I can't be more happy. I got, I got a, a um, Equinox. It says it's pretty nice. I'm pu- I'm pushing real nice, man. Pushing real nice. That man is driving around for no reason now, bro. <laughs> so you asked uh, for gas money too, huh? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Hank, I tell you that. (laughs) Like I, I I drove out to to the loop back back north of the wall on Saturday. Now, yes, Saturday, and um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I might have to make this a big thing because you know, granted, Equinox is good on gas, but yeah, like you like, of course, you're close. You come into the city, it's like two hundred five, two ten. That's like, yeah, let me go back out to the county. (laughs) Go hybrid, man. I, 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 I almost did, and I was just—I was just too worried. My big ass would not fit. That's—I'm dead ass. I was about this close, and I just—I—I—I I, I, 
I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. But um, yeah, what I, what I got is nice, man. I, um, I'm definitely I'm happy that I'm able. Uh, I'm back on the road and everything. Um, second up, uh, the Hawks. Uh, nobody's talking about them right now, but they have. They just dropped their city uniforms. A dedication to Martin Luther King. Who? I have MLK. Who? MLK. Martin right. Luther King Jr. <laughs> okay. You lie. You ain't never met no Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, that. That's uh. It's a super dope jersey. Like I've never worn the Hawks jersey before in my life, and that was like, yeah. I, like as soon as I got the email, and I was like, yeah, I'm pre-ordering. Like that's it's pretty dope. I like, guess in um um alpha, alpha cover colors, um black and gold. It's a re- it's a really dope look, and um yeah, I'm actually looking forward to when those actually drop. And now that I actually have some money, I can actually buy one. So yeah, shout out to the Hawks on that one. Um, I got one down. Hey, I just got the, hey Hawks. Y'all need to give the culture some personalized jerseys. I see all these other jerseys being thrown around. These other moguls and you know, well, don't don't be like don't be like Jamal Anderson and just get mad because you ain't never get a jersey from the t- from the Falcons. Man. <laughs> don't be like him. So, that's we, we gonna be that bad with it. I think that's, the Facebook stats. It's complicated. I think that's what that is. <laughs> oh man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I, I do got one serious down. I needed to um, you know just bring it down real quick because I got. Uh, my down is for me. Sometimes you shoot your shot online and things don't go the way you plan. And apparently I started some drama that I didn't want, that I didn't mean to cause with um, our friends over at Banner Pub. And that was petty on my end and I need to do better. So I wanted to make uh, make a public apology to the guys that um and and lady at uh at Banner Pub, uh, Joseph Neal, especially um Dr. Fernandez, and um you know I have to do better if we're going to hold each other to do better. I have to do that myself. And um again, I hope you guys uh, take my apology here on the podcast, and hopefully we can um get back on good terms. I know like. I know um, Neil and I did uh, the Champions League final preview uh, a couple months ago, and um, I said they're they're dope people. If you have listened to their podcast, they're uh, they're great. And um, yeah, I, I got uh, yeah that that's stupidity on my end, and I I know I have to do better, and because obviously I, I represent not just myself as an individual, but also this podcast as well. You know, pod, want to make sure I apologize to you, Tony. Uh, Rashad, Vera, um, TK, and um, yeah, I will definitely do better there. Um, anything else here? Again, is it, it's, it's been a, it's been a lot going on this episode. Again, we want to make sure that we thank Miles Robinson for coming on to the show. That's honestly the op- the interview exceeded my expectations. I'm glad that we were able to leak up with him and chop it up with him and we got we definitely have to, have to get him onto the um to uh the texas cheese stay on uh at waffle house man <laughs> nah man all-star special telling you that's can't get better than all-star special at waffle house seriously texas um, cheese steak. And, um, um hey i told him seriously he's gonna be coaching for soccer in the streets in a couple months <laughs> 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 that man's gonna be coaching for us <laughs> 
But uh, but yes, uh, make sure that you, if you haven't done so already, by the end of this show, make sure that you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. We're basically everywhere and all that stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can see our faces and all that good jazz. Um, come up with show, shows every Wednesday. Catch some socials of FTC. Damn, UTD. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, mix it up. I got still on there. But yes, we will definitely be better on better behavior on the socials. But the smoke is still available if if, if it's um if if need be. But um yeah, because I saw some some stuff with a uh, Sacktown FC and um, plastics that yeah that I, I I'm trying to stay stay clear of that and let that let that resolve as it is but yeah it's been a great show um next week we will try to find someone that's that's nearly as as big as <laughs> i don't know how we how we top that one for now but uh but yeah man uh it's, it's, been, it's been a dope show you like you got any closing thoughts dear coach speechless. i don't know if you can hear me because my wi-fi is a little unstable right now but now nah, i'm <laughs> out i'm out i ain't got nothing to say i don't Hey, wrap that shit home. Wrap that shit up, homie. Yeah, but for Coach, for Rashad, for TK, this is Grego. Coach is real, the coach is everywhere. We will see y'all soon, and we out.